Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 4th, 2022. I'm honored that God uses me in the way that he does, and he blesses me to be able to teach the word of God on a daily basis. I'm teaching a series right now entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. I know I want to be a success. I want to be successful in life, don't you? I don't think I've ever met anybody that wants to be a failure. You were not born to fail. Put this in the chat. I was born to succeed. I was not born to fail. I was born to succeed. God, God's hand is on me to succeed. God wants me to succeed. His presence is with me to succeed. So we're pursuing success, but pursuing it God's way. God measures success and purpose. When you know that you're doing what God called you to do from the foundations of the world, uh, man, it, it becomes a tremendous blessing. Let me just share this testimony that's not part of my message before we get into the word. I'm not going to read the whole testimony, but um, but uh, I'm probably going to share it on social media today. So I, I saw somebody this week while I was ministering that I had not seen in a long time. It's been over 10 years. And uh, last time I, I saw her like physically present, she was going through a very difficult time. And uh, it was so bad that she wanted to walk away from God. Let me turn off this thing. It was so bad that... Um, that she wanted to, she definitely left our church and she wanted to walk away from God altogether. She almost lost, uh, she definitely lost her peace, her mental health. Uh, she almost lost her marriage. She wound up losing uh, two homes and vehicles and all of that. Her life was in disarray and she dealt and battled with depression for many years. And this is something that really blessed me. She wrote me and she said, but today's word is what kept me throughout all that time. It was today's word. And, and, and your word, today's word, helped bring me back to God. And now she's back. She's walking with God. Her marriage is fine. Her children are fine. She's been restored. Uh, God has blessed her. They just closed on a home. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Just all of these things. She's graduated from college. Uh, she graduated with honors. It's like the Lord has restored her. And it's all because of the love of God, the grace of God, and the word of God. So all I can say is to God be the glory for the things that he has done. When she was sharing that with me, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm so honored that I get to, this is not something I got to do. This is something I get to do. I get to walk in my purpose. And as I'm walking in my purpose, I get to make a, the impact that I'm born to make on this planet. And you get to walk in your purpose. And as you walk in your purpose, God has destined you to impact lives. And when you do, it is such a, you get a level of fulfillment when you walk in your purpose that you would not have any other way. So let's talk about today's word. Let's get into it. Pursuing Grace-Based Success, part 34. The title of today's message is God's presence makes the difference. Put this in the chat. The presence of God makes the difference in my life. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. It is the presence of God that makes the difference in our lives. Without question, it is the presence of God. Let's talk about it. Let's go through our foundational scriptures first. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe, right? So you just accepted this free gift of eternal life that was provided to you in Christ Jesus. 
you didn't do anything but receive it. All, eternal life is a gift, and all you can do with a gift is receive it. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. God has made us what we are, and in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. And so there's work for you to do. Right? You have something to do. I have something to do. Say, I have work to do. Let's get to work. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you and me with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made him, Jesus, to become wisdom itself, and the Father made us righteous in him because of Jesus. So now I have access to wisdom, and I'm the righteousness of God. Put that in the chat. I'm the righteousness of God by faith, and God may be pure, and God may be holy, and God freed me from sin. It's all because of Jesus. It's not because of us. We have nothing to boast about. Verse 31 says, if you're going to boast, you have to boast in the Lord. I always boast in the Lord. I'm, I let everybody know I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. 2 Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. He gave me a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me assignment and a grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So now let's talk about Joseph. I love Joseph. The story of Joseph is amazing. And I'm going to talk about Joseph because we're talking about success. And God made Joseph a success everywhere he went. Um, maybe I'll do a deep dive into Joseph later, but let me just kind of briefly talk about Joseph today. The Bible says, uh, let me let me pick it up uh, at the prisoner stage in Genesis chapter 39 and verse two, the slave phase, when he was a slave at Potiphar's house, the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. The Lord was with Joseph. The presence of God makes a difference. So he succeeded in everything he did. Say this, say God is with me. So I succeed. I succeed because God is with me. The presence of God was with Joseph. And because the presence of God was with Joseph, he succeeded in everything he did while he was in the home of his Egyptian master. So let me give you some background. Let me just kind of tell you the story briefly and get into some things, some, some stuff uh, for this morning. Joseph was the apple of his father's eye. He was the 11th of 12 boys. He was the firstborn born from the woman that he loved. This caused Joseph's older brothers to dislike him because his father loved this boy, favored Joseph above the other brothers, even gave him a coat of many colors. They already didn't like Joseph. And then God gave Joseph a dream. God gave Joseph, see, when God gives us the dream, his dream for our lives, it becomes the defining factor. It becomes our North star, right? It, it becomes something that, that is pulling us into our destiny. So God gave Joseph a dream. It was the dream that he made for Joseph that he created in his heart for Joseph from the foundations of the world. And Joseph made the mistake of sharing the dream with his brothers and his brothers hated him even the more because in the dream, he was above his brothers. And so they tried to kill him and they tried to kill him. And then the Bible says that they wanted to kill him. And they said, well, let's see then what will become of this dream. So let me just give you a side note here. They wanted to kill him because of the dream. When God gives you a dream, God gives you his purpose for your life. Then let me tell you something. Satan is after the assignment. Satan doesn't care about you. Satan doesn't want you to fulfill God's assignment for your life. The attack is against the assignment. And the greater the assignment, the greater the attack. And because Joseph had a great assignment, then there was a great attack. His brothers threw him in a pit. He wound up in Potiphar's house later in the prison and then later in the palace. Let's just talk about him for a little bit today. What does this mean for you today. I have a few things on this Friday morning. As I get into these, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Number one, Joseph was a prosperous slave. Now, prosperous 
slave is an oxymoron, right? An oxymoron is a juxtaposition of opposing terms. Prosperous and slave are not supposed to go together, but they went together in this case. Joseph was a prosperous slave. His conditions were set. With his Remember I told you that you can't wait for all your conditions to be right. You set the conditions. The, the conditions kind of would have dictated normally that he would be living a miserable life. But because the favor of God was on Joseph and God was with him, then his conditions didn't dictate his temperament, his disposition, or his experience. His conditions could not dictate it because God was present with him. I mean, so when you think about Joseph, Joseph is there in the house of Potiphar. He's supposed to be a slave. He didn't have, while he was there, the warmth of his mother's embrace. He didn't have, while he was there, the affirmation of his father's words. He didn't have the friendship of his little brother, Benjamin. Benjamin loved him. He didn't have his prized possession, his coat of many colors. But the, what the Bible says he did have was God. The Bible says, Genesis 39 and 2, God was with him. And because God was with him, he succeeded in everything he did. I'm saying when, when you, there's a lot of things you may not have, but if you have God, you have enough. Put this in the chat. God is enough. God was with him. He was a slave, but he was prospering as a slave. Why? Because God was with him. It was the presence of God. And the presence of God makes the difference. The presence of God makes the difference in my life. When you take God with you into every meeting, every conversation, all the activity, every Zoom call, when you take God with you into a Zoom call, the presence of God makes the difference and you will be successful in everything that you do. Number two, after being a prosperous slave, Joseph became a prosperous prisoner. That's another oxymoron. Prosperous and prisoner are not supposed to go together. So while he was working for Potiphar, Joseph was in charge of the whole household, the whole property, the whole operation. The Bible says that Potiphar didn't even care about what, it, he didn't have to worry about anything because Joseph was in charge of everything. All he worried about was what he was going to eat that day. That's it. Other than that, Joseph ran everything else. And because God was with Joseph and because Joseph was young and good looking and the favor of God was on Joseph, then Mrs. Potiphar, when her husband wasn't around because her husband was in charge of the prison, the guards for the, basically the secret service for the king. When her husband was working, Mrs. Potiphar tried to get with Joseph. She wanted to have sex with him and he refused. And, and she tried over and over again and he refused. So let me just stop here, pause. Let me give you a note real quick. When things are going well for you, see, the enemy doesn't care. If you're miserable, if you get up every morning and you're complaining, you're whining, you hate life and all of that stuff, then he doesn't need to bother you because you're already miserable. But when things are going well, say things are going well for me. When things are going well, when you are healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous. When you know that you got it going on from the early morning to the break of dawn and on and on. When, you, when you're walking with God and God is walking with you. When you have a spring in your step and a smile on your face and a song in your heart, the devil is going to come and try to tempt you to do something stupid so that you can then walk over to his side and experience soap. He wants you to sow bad seeds so you could get a bad harvest. And so Joseph is there. Mrs. Potiphar comes. She's beg begging him to have sex and he would not do it. He didn't take the bait. And so I'm telling you, don't take the bait either. Never fall to the temptation that the enemy, because he's trying to allure you away from God's best. We're still walk, supposed to walk in holiness. Put this in the chat. Say, I am holy because God is holy. All right. So Joseph refused to sleep with his boss's wife and she was furious. And so she lied on, her, on, uh, on Joseph. And when her husband came home, she said, hey man, Babe, let me tell you something. What? That boy, he tried to rape me. Of course, that was a lie, but that's what she said. 
So Joseph's master, the Bible says, Joseph's master, Potiphar, listened to what his wife said, and he became very angry. So, so Potiphar threw Joseph into the prison where the king's enemies are held, and that's where Joseph remained. So this was not just any prison. It was a special prison reserved for offenses against the king. And this is, this is interesting because even that was, was, was God moving and orchestrating things. Now, this is a terrible situation, right? And this is found in Genesis chapter 39. The Bible says, but even when he was in prison, look at what happened. The Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. Say, God is with me. This series is about success. I'm saying when God is with you, my God, he says now he's in prison, right? When he was in Potiphar's house, the Lord was with him and made everything that he, do to, he did to become successful, right? Now watch this. The Lord was with Joseph and continued to show kindness to him. So the commander of the prison guards began to like Joseph. In other words, because God is with me, God will favor me. In other words, because God is with me, God will favor me. And when God favors me, people will like me. People, when I submit a proposal, God will shine upon it. When I, when I do work, it's like God favors the work of my hands. I can't tell you how many times I've been in meetings where, where they're asking for ideas. Somebody says something and they go, oh, whatever. And then I basically say the same thing, but because I said it, <laughs> like everybody's like, wow, that's a great idea. Well, because God is with me. Say God is with me. Say, put this in the chat. God is with me and he makes me successful. And so because the Lord was with Joseph and the favor of God was on Joseph, then the, the commander of the prison guards liked Joseph. And the Bible says, verse 21 says, but the Lord was with Joseph and was good to him and made the keeper of his prison, of the prison to be his friend. It was like, man, I want to be friends with you. The favor of God, say this, the favor of God goes before me like a shield. The favor of God goes before me and God is always working for me, which leads me to the third point. P point number three is God is always working. Say God is always working. God is always working and it's going to work out for my good. And so, so look, look at what happened. I'm thinking about Joseph for a minute. When he goes to the prison, he's probably thinking initially, man, here we go again. Like, you know, first I was minding my own business. I shared the dream. My brothers hated me. They tried to kill me. Then I wound up, wound up in Potiphar's house. In Potiphar's house, I was like, man, this is actually pretty cool. And so now I'm running an operation at home. I didn't get to, I wasn't in charge of anything at home, but now I'm in charge of something. I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm developing. God is with me. The favor of God is on me. Everything I'm doing is being successful. But this lady, because I didn't want to sleep with her because that's wrong. And now I'm in prison. And so he was like, here we go again. Now I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm in prison just for maintaining my integrity, for not violating God's word. But here it is, God was still working. Joseph was not incarcerated in just any prison. This was a special prison reserved for offenses against the king, against the throne. So, so this would be very important later in Joseph's life. Here's my point. Monique Farrell that's watching, her husband, who's one of my mentors, uh, Bob Farrell, he used to tell me, well, he still tells me, uh, hey, Rick, play chess, not checkers, right? Chess, not checkers. And so, so you got to think about, you know, multiple moves ahead. And so while Joseph is in prison, God is playing like 3D chess. So God is the one that's, he's moving pieces around on the chessboard of Joseph's life. Listen, God is, is doing stuff that you don't understand yet because God is playing chess, not checkers. And so he's moving stuff around. Joseph was supposed to be, when, when he got sold as a slave, it just so happened that he wound up in Potiphar's house. 
Potiphar was somebody that was connected to Pharaoh. Then he went to the prison. It just so happened that he went to the prison that was connected to Pharaoh. And later, his blessing came through Pharaoh. He got promoted from prisoner to prime minister all overnight. Here's my point. God is always working. Say God is always working. God is always working, and he's always working it out for my good. And when you understand that God is always working, when you understand that God has a vision and you have a vision that comes from God, then I like this statement. I've said this all the time, that 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 God, um, well, when you get a vision from God, vision gives pain a purpose. When you get a vision from God, your vision gives pain a purpose. So while he was in Potiphar's house, it was painful, but vision gives pain a purpose. So he was able to go through it with a smile on his face because the favor of God was on him and he knew God was still working. When he was in the prisoner, uh, in the prison, although he was a prisoner, he started running the whole operation because the favor of God was on him and vision gives pain a purpose. Number four, the favor of God can do what your labor cannot. Say this, say favor can do in a minute what labor cannot do in a lifetime. Favor can do in a minute what labor cannot do in a lifetime. Let me tell you something. The favor of God, God can move one piece on this 3D chessboard. God can move one, make one move and give you something that you could work for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years and never get it. The favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. So the favor of the Lord kicked in again while he was in the prison. And so God moved upon, favor is, is when God moves upon the hearts of others. And so they use their power, their ability, their strength, their vision, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. So God gave Joseph favor. Say, God makes me a success. I'm a God made man, right? It's the favor of God. God gave Joseph favor with the head of the prison, the warden. And before anyone knew it, the whole operation was under Joseph's control. Now think about this. Remember, Joseph is called and destined to actually run Egypt. And so while he is running this federal penitentiary, this penitentiary that is under the king, that is directly under the throne, while he's running that, he's actually running the whole operation. So he's learning how Egypt works. He's filling out forms and how they like their forms filled out. He's like, he's sending emails and how they like their emails formatted. He's providing reports and he's understanding how they like the reports. He's learning things about how to deal with Pharaoh and Pharaoh's staff and the king because God was preparing him for his purpose. I'm saying God is, God is moving this chest, not checkers. God is moving stuff for you. Say God is working it for my good. The Bible says in Genesis 39, and 23, the warden gave no attention to anything that was under Joseph's care because the Lord was with him and he made Joseph, he, the Bible says the Lord made everything Joseph did successful. It, because Joseph was in charge of it, the, the, the warden says, I don't have anything that's under your care. I don't even think about it. I don't give it a second thought because you got it. And because the Lord was with Joseph, the Bible says that everything he did was successful. Put this in the chat and say it out loud. Every, hands, everything I put my hands to do is successful. Hands, you are blessed hands. Everything I put my hands to do is successful. Why? Because the Lord is with me. Why? Because the Lord favors me. Why? Because favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. Why? Because it's not about me and it's all about him. See, it was the Lord that was with him. The Lord that was, was with Joseph in Potiphar's house made him successful. He was a prosperous slave. The Lord was with him in the prison, made him a prosperous prisoner. My point is that the Lord is with you. The Lord will make you a success. The Lord is with you whithersoever thou goest. God will never leave you, forsake you, nor turn his back on you. Say amen to that. It's all about him. It's not about us. Number five and finally, the last point for today and the last point for this week. Your goal should be 
God-centered success. Put this in the chat. Say, my goal is God-centered success or Christ-centered success. My goal is to make God famous. My goal is to experience success his way. God-centered prosperity is prosperity with God at the center of it. So God, God can give me prosperity because he is at the center of the prosperity. Whatever he gives me, whatever favor he gives me, whatever position, whatever influence, whatever position he gives me uh, in, a, in, a, in a company, in a corporation, in the government, whatever influence I have, wh whatever people that he's assigned under my care, whatever people come to me for guidance and wisdom and mentorship, all of that, God is at the center of it. And so God can give me prosperity because he's at the center of the prosperity. I'm not at the, it's not self-centered prosperity. It is God-centered prosperity. And when, you're, when your prosperity is God-centered, then there's no limit to what God will do in your life. Say amen to that. Godly success cannot be measured by the world standards. I've told you this like a million times. It's not about money, fame, card, titles, none of that stuff. But if you like that stuff, God can give you a lot of it. So God is not against it, but it has to be about him. You should, you should not have a limited view of, of success. Listen, Joseph was prospering as a prisoner. Joseph was prospering as a slave, and then ultimately he prospered in the palace. He became the prime minister of all of Egypt because the Lord was with him and blessed him everywhere that he went. Success cannot be defined simply in terms of what we have. Sometimes success is defined by who is with us. The presence of the Lord in our lives is what brings everlasting success. Hebrews 13 and 5, the Bible says that God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. So when you are walking with God and you know, put this, say this out loud or you can put it in the chat. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. And so there's no way I can lose. God, I'm saying like I'm walking with God and God is walking with me. My success is God-centered. It is Christ-centered. So when you live like Joseph, then yeah, let me tell you something. You may be betrayed by people like Joseph was. You may be lied upon like Joseph was, but their poison cannot stop your purpose because God will never let you down. Last thing I'll say for today and this week, it doesn't matter what's absent when God is present. Let me say that again. You could put that in the chat. It doesn't matter what's absent when God is present. God's presence makes all the difference. God's presence makes all the difference in my life. I know this was a good word. This is a word if this weekend, if you need some encouragement, listen to this word. It will build you up again. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Hey, Nana, how are you? God bless you. Oh my God. So this lady right here, before we close out, Minerva, who I call Nana, we grew up, she grew up like my sister. I love her so much. I love your family. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. You love me so much that it's sometimes hard for me to even accept it. <laughs> Your love is unearned. I feel like I'm not worthy of it. I did nothing to get you to start loving me and nothing I do will ever make you stop. So your unconditional love is perfect and it's amazing. You love me despite my flaws. You made plans for me, even though you knew all the mistakes I would make and you are tirelessly dedicated to me. So I acknowledge your presence. You are a good God. 
The more I learn of your grace, the more I get to embrace your goodness. Joseph was betrayed by his family members, but you stuck with him and you made him prosperous at every stage of his life. So I declare that you will never leave me. You will never forsake me. You will never turn your back on me. Father, you will never let me down. You will never relax the grip that you have on me. You have promised to be with me. And your presence makes the difference in my life. No matter what, no matter who is absent. Just as long as you're present, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you, you want my notes, don't you want my notes? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up and get those. Do me a favor. This was a good word, y'all. Leave me some comments in the chat. I like to read those comments and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. The Lord is with you whithersoever thou goest. Now go out there, go out there today, go out there this weekend and enjoy God. Walk with him. He will walk with you. The presence of, of the Lord makes a difference in your life. God, say God makes me a success. All right, I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.